you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. NRG Stadium in Houston with the Texans to face Jalen Hurts and the unbeaten Eagles. Bills is back. Here comes the rush. He throws and it is intercepted. It's Parker Johnson. That's number five for him on the season. Hurts looking. He is firing and it is a touchdown. A.J. Brown. Hurts made it look easy. Hurts gets it off. No, he hasn't. He fakes. He throws. First Eagles team in history to go 8-0. It is hour number two of NFL Now here on NFL Network. Mike Yam with you. My buddy Steve White is going to be joining us in just a bit. We'll get a closer look at Thursday night football coming up. And Brian Baldinger, sharp football mind. He's got everyone covered on an offense that is very underrated. But there's some significant news to get to. It's our latest headlines, and there's no one better to give us the details than Ian Rappaport, who joins us right now. Ian, give me the lowdown here on Jonathan Taylor. I feel like we just missed the news in the last hour. I was able to get it in shortly after you were on. You were waiting for it. You were stalling. You were stretching. But you have some details. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor officially declared out for the Indianapolis Colts. And I would say a frustrating situation, no doubt, but maybe not a surprise, has not practiced at all this week. And the other part of it is this is an ankle injury that's been bothering him really for the last couple weeks. From my understanding, talking to someone early in the week, this was something that was going to linger that Jonathan Taylor would have to deal with every week, not a lot of practice time, a lot of manage, a lot of rehab, and all of that if he was going to continue to play. Not playing this week, it makes you wonder if the Colts are pulling back and saying, you know what, let's just let this thing heal. And when you get back on the field, you will be your old self. That is certainly a possibility, but we know he is not going to play this week. 
Uh, meanwhile, Chuba Hubbard for the Carolina Panthers, another running back who's got a ton, a ton of carries. He also has been ruled out, which if you look at their team, if you look at the way they are constructed, maybe not the worst case. Deontay Foreman uh, has also been just a, a workhorse and really a revelation, kind of like he was last year, so in the Carolina Panthers love. So I would expect Deontay Foreman to get a ton of carries this week for a team that really does like to run the ball. Ian, from a Tennessee perspective, I think Titans fans would love to see Derrick Henry get another 200 yards on the game. They'd also love to see their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, healthy. Where's his status living? No, we do not yet have a firm designation on Ryan Tannehill, whether he will or not play uh, this week. Wouldn't be surprised if he listed as questionable, but we will see what that is going forward. What we do know is after missing practice yesterday, he was spotted by local reporters at practice with a helmet in uniform. He came in after the stretching period, but at least he was out there. So whatever setback he had with his ankle injury yesterday that prevented him from practicing, at least it is improved enough to a point where he can get on the field. We'll know more tomorrow, perhaps if he participates in the walkthrough, that will be telling. Uh, but what we know is that Ryan Tanhill was, in fact, at a portion of practice for the Titans. Ian, Jets, Bills, some news around Corey Davis and his status. What is it? Corey Davis dealing with an MCL sprain, also not going to play this week. The hope is they get him back after the bye, so probably just missing two games with that, say, a relatively minor MCL sprain, which means you're probably going to see some of Denzel Mims out there in the field for the Jets. Coach Robert Salas, that his attitude has improved over the last couple weeks, hasn't played much at all this season. When he has played, has really been a bright spot, so perhaps you will see more. Also sounds like you are likely to see more of Cooper Cup this coming week, hurt his ankle late, late, late in that game last week. Didn't practice the first day of the week. Was out there yesterday. Talking to reporters after the game said basically his ankle feels good. Sounds like he's optimistic. So I would imagine you will see Cooper Cup out there for the Rams. Yeah, and I know if there's any other news that trickles in, you will be back on with us live here on NFL Now with the details. Always appreciate it, man. All right, as promised, we focus in on a little TNF. Eagles, Texans last night. Jalen Hurts, a little bit of a homecoming for him. Just grew up about 25 miles from Houston, and he was dealing. A.J. Brown, four catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown. You know, it's kind of crazy because, like, that's like not a good game for him considering what he's been able to do so far this season. Still pretty good enough, though. Dallas Goddard, uh, he catches 100 yards and that touchdown. How about this from a Philadelphia perspective? 8-0 for the first time in franchise history. Uh, C.J. Garner-Johnson, five interceptions in 43 career games with New Orleans. Remember, Philly picked him up in August. He's got five picks already this season. And what does that get you? A one-on-one -on -one with our James Palmer. C.J., in week two, I remember going to your locker and talking to you, and you said, I feel like I've been playing here for a long time. I fit in with this secondary. Is this the best secondary in football right now? For sure. With James, Slay, me, Epps, Vontae, uh, Kavon, Wallace coming in. We got a nice little group back there that we put together when we come in and play together. We work out, we work hard every week. You know what I'm saying? Just deep film study. That's all it is. You know, if your IQ is high, then you go out there and play faster than anybody. I know you're playing a new position and you join right before the start of the season and you're leading the NFL in picks. How comfortable are you in what you're doing in Philadelphia? Uh, I just want to thank Howie. I want to thank Coach D. Will. You know, they, Coach uh, Seriani, they bleed in me, making a big old change from one position to one. Went from playing up front, now I'm playing in the back, patrolling the deep end. So it's like, really get all the big ups to Coach Wilson. You know, he uh, been on me since I came here, being in the mornings early, extra field study, watching games, so I can get my IQ a little bit higher and anticipate the plays where they happen. 
Your quarterback said he wanted this to be a business trip, but pregame we saw him going down there, pumping up the fans, getting a chance to play back in Houston. Yeah. Did you get a sense now the game's over, this meant something to him? Yeah, that definitely means something to him, but we're going to rally behind him. So if he put his emotion behind him, we will too. So I'm just happy he got the win. <laughs> I'm glad he got, his, got the win as a quarterback, you know, come home for his home fans and put on the show. First time in the Eagles history you're 8-0 to start a season. How's that feel? Gotta love it. Fly, baby. Let's fly. Enjoy it. Thank you. Nice yeah, Eagles fans, that whole city flying high right now, considering how some of those sports franchises are handling business. Jim Trotter, not to mention my good buddy Steve Weich here with us. All right, the interceptions, one thing they got to pick in every seven of the eight games so far this season. What stands out for from your perspective of what you saw last night? Well, look, I'm going to kind of take a counter vision here because we're going to be talking about the Eagles a lot more than we're talking about the Houston Texans since that was their one primetime game. And, you know, we know the Texans, their record is what it is, and they're, and they're still in part of a rebuild, maybe a year away from being a year away. But when you see Damian Pierce and some of the flashes that you saw at a quarterback, Davis Mills, and some of the other players, a foundation could possibly be here, Jim. Now, again, they've got to start winning some ball games to put it all together. You can have flashes here and there. But you see what offensive coordinator Pep Hamilton is trying to do, the identity he's trying to establish. That offensive line was getting a hat on some bodies for the Eagles up front. So, again, one of the rare times you're going to be able to talk about the Texans because they did have this primetime game. But it does seem like there is a little glimmer of hope here, which is why I'm just shining a little bit of love on the red helmets right here and Damian Pierce and that crew. Yeah. Jim, you want to love up Philly as if they needed more? Uh, I I love up Philly here. Steve took care of the Texans. Um, (laughs) My takeaway from that game was really about two things. One, the elevation and play of Jalen Hurts. And two, the GM Howie Roseman should be seriously considered for executive of the year. When you look at the players who made key plays in that game, you talk about A.J. Brown. That's a guy they traded for. You talk about C.J. Gardner-Johnson. That's a guy they traded for. You go out before the deadline and you get Robert Quinn. You use the draft to bring in a guy like Jordan Davis, who when he is on the field, that run defense is significantly better by about two yards per carry. And then let's talk about the move that he doesn't make. And that's in the offseason, not going out and trying to find another quarterback to replace Jalen Hurts, to committing to Jalen Hurts. So when I put all that together, what I see a team is I see a team that has been uh, structured tremendously in terms of finding playmakers, through trades, through free agency, and the draft. And a lot of that has to fall, obviously, on the front office. Yeah, Jim, I think it's a really good point, especially the one about Jalen Hurts. There were some questions about whether this guy was going to be oh, yeah. the long-term solution for this squad. Were they going to use one of those first-round picks on a quarterback coming yeah. up at 23? And guess what? They get to add a couple talented players because it looks like they have their guy. Jim, I know more from you coming up in just a bit, but we actually have some news just coming into the NFL Network newsroom. It is new right now. You know, Ian Rappaport was telling us, hey, the status of Ryan Tannehill still up in the air. Well, it turns out he was limited in practice, so he's actually a game time decision against the Chiefs. Remember, he missed the Titans win against the Texans in week eight, dealing with that ankle injury, some illness. We saw Malik Willis get his first start. Still the possibility we see Willis out on the football field, but at least Ryan Tannehill trending ever so slightly to playing against the Chiefs. Once again, a game time decision against Kansas City. All right, still to come here on NFL Now, Aaron Rodgers and the Pack heading to the Steel City Sunday, hoping to avoid their fifth straight loss. You heard me right. Will Detroit's D be exactly what Aaron Rodgers needs to get back on track? We got an insider with an analytical look coming up next.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Back here on NFL Now, it is just coming into the NFL Network newsroom. Just a couple moments ago, Sean McVay making it official. Wide receiver Cooper Cup will indeed play against the Buccaneers. He was dealing with that ankle injury, tweaked it against the 49ers. But as Ian Rappaport also told us in this hour, it was trending in this direction. But Sean McVay at this point making it official for a little bit more on this matchup as well as some other big games from PFF. It's Sam Monson who's with us. He is their lead NFL uh, analyst not to mention the co-host of the PFF NFL podcast. All right, take me through this matchup specifically, Sam, from a quarterback perspective because Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, we've analyzed their games. We've, we've pointed to some of the deficiencies that we've seen in terms of scoring and these offenses not getting going. What are you seeing? Yeah, both guys obviously struggling, but I think, one, it's much easier to draw a direct line as to the main problem. It's, it's Matthew Stafford and the Rams. I think you could kind of predict this coming a little bit before the season, but even I am flabbergasted by how bad this offensive line has been. 
The last time the Rams offensive line was anywhere near this bad was 2019. And they went nine and seven and missed the playoffs. They rank dead last in PFS pass blocking efficiency this year. They've given up 97 total pressures. Matthew Stafford's grade is suffering. The production is suffering. Last week, his average depth of target was less than five yards downfield because they're just desperately trying to protect that offensive line. And it means that they can't run the Sean McVay offense. They can't run the offense that usually makes them so productive and so good on that side of the ball. Uh, Sam, you know, I, here, and I would imagine it's the same for you at PFF. You know, before the week, you get like a stack of research notes. And I can't help but notice that there's a lot of negative production facts around Aaron Rodgers. But on the flip side, I, I look at the rankings for Detroit, and it's like dead last, dead last, 29th, 30th, and all these major statistical categories on the defensive side. Is this the breakout game that we've been waiting for for Rodgers and Green Bay? Yeah, it really could be. Nothing's going well for that Green Bay offense right now. And it's again, it's like the Rams. There's a very obvious reason why they don't have receivers that can separate, that can get open, that can make plays. And so everything isn't working as well. But there's various little bits of statistical telltale signs that say that the exquisite MVP caliber Aaron Rodgers is still in there. He's the number one graded quarterback in the NFL at PFF in the red zone. He's the number one graded quarterback throwing into tight windows, which is all he has to work with because those receivers don't get open. But the Lions defense, it ranks 32nd in EPA per play. They give up wide open spaces to receivers. So I think this is a great spot for Rodgers to look a little bit more like the MVP Rodgers of old. Doesn't necessarily mean it's all fixed going forward. Sam, Monday night, Lamar Jackson, we got him, we got Andy Dalton and the Saints. Ian Rappaport just gave us the news a little while ago about uh, Bateman not being healthy. He's going to obviously miss the rest of the season, so that's one major threat that Lamar doesn't have in the mix. But statistically speaking, is there something that stands out about this matchup? Well, the fact that in PFF grades, Andy Dalton actually has a higher PFF grade right now than Lamar Jackson does, Whoa. which doesn't mean that Andy Dalton is a better quarterback. We know that that isn't true. It's obviously not true, but it speaks to the kind of consistency that he's had starting for the Saints this year and why he's still in that job. He's been ticking off these consistently pretty good performances, hasn't made a ton of mistakes. You know, you look at the, the game where he had a bunch of turnovers, they weren't really on him. They were unlucky plays but he's been able to deliver the ball where it needs to go. Rookies like Chris Olave have been fantastic. And even without Michael Thomas, that receiving core is still pretty good with guys like Alvin Kamara and Olave, you know, leading all rookies in, in yards and catches and first downs and all these kinds of things. So Andy Dalton gives that offense a pretty high floor uh, and that's why his grade is as good as it is. Yeah, you know, over the weekend I was working with Maurice Jones-Drew and MJD said, look, if this team continues to get healthier, they are a major threat not in the yeah. division, but also in the NFC. An interesting stat there. Would not have guessed it. Something tells me, though, Sam Lamar's still going to get paid at some point. TikTok Absolutely. on that deal. Sam, great stuff, man. Anytime. Thanks for having me. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Or download the app today. Believe you ready to go out there and dominate. We fly around, we break it right, we dominate. Mahomes magic. How about that ad lib by Patrick Mahomes? A Houdini move. Ford Autumn. Mahomes is cutting him up today with his offensive friends. The king, Derek Henry. That was a man-sized run by the man. Derrick Henry. Difference between this league and our team is we got Derrick Henry. It does. It is nice when you actually have D. Henry in the backfield. But boy, we got some stars in this one. The health and status of Ryan Tannehill, as Ian Rappaport told us a little bit earlier in the show, still up in the air. But it looks like Malik Willis will be out there. Uh, it wasn't necessarily pretty in his first NFL start against Houston last week. A tall task to keep up pace with the league's number one offense. And that Patrick Mahomes guy, he's pretty good. For a little bit more, Jeffrey Shadia is with us. He's going to be covering this matchup. Man, it's good to see you. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a little bit here. Give me the skinny because this is uh, – I don't know how many people realize this, but 27-3, to that was the score last time around. And Patrick Mahomes' team, not victorious. So – how do you use that game a year ago to motivate you for the matchup that we're going to see this week? Not just 27-3, Mike, but they've lost five of the last six games to the Tennessee Titans, excluding the AFC Championship game from a few years ago. And Patrick Mahomes talked about this specific loss last year, saying that he watched the film and it's really humbling to see that kind of performance. Not only did the Chiefs play poorly, but the Titans really just played a, a great game against them. Took them apart in the first half 
ran the ball down their throat, hit the play action passes. And Mahomes said, this is the kind of game you know coming in that people may not respect the uh, Titans on social media or within traditional media. This is a very good team. They've won five straight games and they always give the Chiefs a tough time. Okay, what about from a schematic standpoint, this Chiefs defense, how concerned are they right now in terms of that play action pass, even if it's Malik Willis that's going to be the guy as this team's signal caller? Yeah, they're very much aware of the fact that even if Ryan Tannehill can't play in this game and it's Malik Willis, that that play action is going to be a part of this offense. You know, last week they only threw the ball 10 times against the Texans and ran for 300-plus yards. But defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo said the tough part when you have Derrick Henry in your backfield is trying to find a way to deal with him and cover up the fact that you've got single coverage somewhere in your defensive backfield. He's told his secondary, his linebackers, you have to be ready because you have to own your role in this game. They will take shots when they have opportunities because they will run the football consistently and effectively and they will look for those opportunities against this defense. Jeff, dare I say, I'm jealous of you, man. You get to see Mahomes, the magician, and Derrick Henry, the human tank. <sighs> That's out there. right. Enjoy this matchup, man. I'm, uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to, to talk next week. How about this? Josh Allen, 4-0 against the Jets since 2020. The dude has been an absolute monster. Zach Wilson, a little bit on the struggle bus right now. Lowest passer rating among 35 quarterbacks with at least 10 starts dating back to last season. Those three picks against New England, a little frustrating here. Here's his head coach, Robert Sala. We always feel like the ultimate measuring stick is ourselves. Um, every week you play in the NFL, there's so much parity that uh, every game is a measuring stick. And it's not necessarily a measuring stick against your opponent, it's a measuring stick against yourself and what can you do better than you did the, the day before, if you will. And um, so you, you have to have the mindset. You can't make one team bigger than the other, otherwise you're going to create inconsistency in the way you play. And so for us, the, the, the challenge is to go out there and you're really measuring yourself against you. And if you are... Uh, better than you were the day before, then you feel like it's just gonna, it'll be good enough. And uh, so, with regards to measuring stick, it's it's always about us. With Zach, um, you know, you watch the progress he's made from year one to year two, and um, and the weapons he has around him as well, and how he gets the ball to those guys. And um, so they're, I mean, they, they've whether it's Sauce Gardner or Garrett in this case, or and they've got a lot of young talent on that football team. We gotta get Coach McDermott one of those nice little fancy ring lights. You gotta get a that, ring light. He's too backlit. I know, Mark, Mark. Mark, you look great, and part of it is is the lighting, um, and maybe a little bit of makeup as well. Uh, Mark, I want to circle back to the Jets. Three picks. Zach Wilson after that game said, "Hey, man, I made some boneheaded throws against New England. We get that. It's not going to get easier though against the Bills." Not at all. And Coach McDermott is being nice there saying Zach Wilson has made progress. But when you watch Zach Wilson, he looks like he has not made progress. It looks like he's going back to the first starting Zach Wilson of his rookie year. And look, when I evaluated Zach Wilson coming out of college, you love the little moxie he had, the playmaking that he had, off-schedule plays that he could do. But now when you watch him, it's like every play he tries to do that. And every play he tries to play hero ball. And that just doesn't work in the NFL. And we saw the mistakes that he had last week with the three bad interceptions, despite him throwing for a career-high 355 yards. And those are the problems with Zach Wilson. He gets too scattered. He doesn't see the field well. He gets jumpy in the pocket. So that's the, the, the issue. Now, he knows he has to improve on that. And he talks about it every week. But this is what separates great quarterbacks from average quarterbacks to bad quarterbacks is that you can't do anything about it. Sometimes those bad quarterbacks, when the pressure hits them, they can't function. And hopefully Zach Wilson, for the Jets' sake, will get out of that. But we talk about get-right game, Steve. 
This is not the Bills defense to try to get right against for Zach Wilson. Yeah, look, I mean, you talk about what separates the good quarterbacks and the great quarterbacks. The Bills defensive front has made pretty much every quarterback not look good this season that they faced. And to me, they're the dictators of this game, right? They're going to dictate how this game goes. If, if Greg Russo and Von Miller, just two great sack specialists on the edges, in tandem with that rotation of just physically dominant tackles they have, can slow down the run game, create pressure from all angles, it is going to be the worst nightmare for Zach Wilson. Add on to the fact that the Bills get those leads and they can turn their guys loose, right? Those guys up front aren't playing reads for the run. They're getting upfield tackles for loss, sacks on quarterback. That is the great formula for what's worked for the Bills this year, and that's why Zach Wilson having to face this front. It is tough because, again, that front four for Buffalo is as good as it gets in the NFL and they will dictate exactly the flow of this game. This Jets defense is really good. I, I, if they lose this game, though, I wonder what those conversations in the locker room are going to be like. Because all of a sudden, it's two losses in a row. If Zach doesn't play well again, I, I don't know what happens. If the Jets start stretching over two losses in a row after what they've been through, <laughs> then that's progress. <laughs> That's actually a good thing. But this is progress now sitting at five and three. You better we're believe talking it about is. them as, as a playoff you better team. Better believe it is. These losses start mounting up. Maybe we're not talking about them as a postseason squad. Mark, no makeup aside, you're still you're a good looking dude, man. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to throw that Thank out you. there that you needed the makeup. Nope. We'll hear from you in just a bit here. All right, Marcus Mariota, the Falcons sitting pretty atop the NFC South. You heard me right. It's a big matchup that we got you covered. Jim and Mark break it all down for you. Coming up next. Chargers and Falcons the focus. Justin Herbert, three straight games with a sub-100 passer rating. Probably a good time to take on the league's worst pass defense. The Falcons, who are in first place in the division, giving up over 300 yards in the air per season. You heard me right, first in the division. Jim Trotter, Mark Ross, back with us right now. Jim, you'll be covering this particular matchup. Is there a guy in a Falcons uniform that's grabbing your attention? Yeah, and, and he's not a household name here. It's wide receiver Demir Bird. Now, why do I say he's not a household name? He's a seventh-year veteran. He's with his fifth team. And in the first three weeks, he was inactive. In the next three games, he did not have a catch. But over the last two weeks, he has really come on for the Falcons. He had a 75-yard recept uh, touchdown reception against the Bengals. And last week, he had 67 yards receiving, including a 47-yard catch-and-run touchdown. So. He's coming on for them at a time, obviously, where they need playmaking. There's a lot of excitement about Cordero Patterson returning to practice this week. But what Bird gives them is a guy who can take the top off the defense and make plays. Now, he's never had more than two touchdown receptions in a season, so he's looking to extend that. And this is the first time he's ever had touchdowns in back-to-back -back games. So whatever he does from here from a career standpoint, would seem to be icing, but he is a guy that I will be keeping an eye on on Sunday. Jim, we showed those touchdowns while, while you were speaking. If you get the high-end angle, my lord, man, catching those angles and the speedster, that dude had another gear on the football field. It was a ton of fun to watch over the weekend in a great game against Carolina. M Mark, from a, a Chargers perspective, this is kind of weird for me to say. There's some inconsistencies on the offensive side, which I didn't think we would have anticipated coming in. I think there's probably some reasons for it, but why are you not overly concerned? overly concerned but you, you mentioned the inconsistencies and Justin Herbert at times looked like he's taking a step back well he's been playing without all of his key playmakers for a lot of the season stretches of the season the fourth and fifth wide receivers with Keenan Allen injuries the Mike Williams injuries Rashawn Slater went out earlier in the season as well so 
Yeah, that's going to lead to a lot of inconsistencies with the offense and the lack of development for Justin Herbert uh, because, yes, you like to have all your playmakers involved. We saw the difference with Joe Burrow last week with just having uh, Jamar Chase out for one game and how different their offense looked. Now put that on Justin Herbert and all the pieces that he has out and really their offense is him relying on Austin Eckler and Austin Eckler could uh, this weekend if he catches over 10 passes become the first running back in NFL history to have three straight games with 10 plus catches. So maybe not this game, but the Atlanta's a perfect uh, uh, opponent to get it against 29th in scoring with their defenses. But for the long haul of the season, if they get all these guys back, you should see a much improved Chargers offense. Sorry to say that, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I'm one of those people who said I thought they would win the division. So if they get them back and they play well, it makes me look good. Yeah. Either way, Jim, you're right. Cover your bases. Cover all yeah. the all the different angles that are there. And Mark, by the way, uh, Austin Eckler, fantasy owner, smiling ear to ear. They're like, yo, give me the rock, baby. Here's, here we go. Yeah. Let's get some points and win on Sundays. Hey, uh, Mark, uh, we'll hear from you in just a little bit here. Jim, you as well. Always great insight from both of you guys. I bring up that fantasy aspect of things because I know you didn't draft him to throw the football in your fantasy league, so we'll focus on Browns wide receiver Mari Cooper production as a wide receiver on a three and five squad coming off six catches a buck 31 in that win against Cincinnati Cooper actually in the top 10 in receiving yards which is definitely a good sign for fantasy owners but if you need a little help in terms of that wide receiver spot our fantasy live crews got you covered it is Mageddon as we hit week nine of the fantasy football season. Six teams on a bye, which means you're going to be short some players, especially at wide receivers. So we've got four guys that you might be able to plug into your lineups this week. Florio, who is a streaming option at wide receiver? Terrace Marshall Jr. I think is a really strong option this week from the Panthers. He's played at least 85% of the snaps in two straight games. He had nine targets last week, three of which came in the end zone. He's looking like their best red zone weapon in the passing game, which helps for touchdowns. And he has a pretty good matchup against the bang up, banged up secondary of the Bengals this week. I'm looking at Rashid Shahid. We saw the news about Michael Thomas being placed on the IR or placed on the IR either way. And when I'm looking to see who is going to be the subject of more passes, well, it's not going to be that different because we haven't seen really Michael Thomas play. So this is a great option. Lots of upside. Of course, you have to wait till Monday for this, but such is life. I'll take a Monday night guy as well, and I'll say Devin Duvernay, of course, with Rashad Bateman put on the IR as well this season. That means more production for Devin Duvernay. And, of course, we've seen him have some quality games so far this season. Now, I caution you because this Ravens offense is going to be focused on going through the tight ends. Greg Roman's offenses always do that. But for this week, in a situation where you're probably trying to stream a wide receiver with so many teams on a bye, Devin Duvernay would be one of my recommendations. Well, you're probably looking for wide receivers. So are the Chargers. Mike Williams is out. Keenan Allen trending the wrong direction. So I like Josh Palmer as an option for Justin Herbert and that Charger passing offense. He's going to get more opportunity. And he's going against the Atlanta Falcons, who have given up a ton of yards and a lot of touchdowns to wide receivers this season. So Josh Palmer is a nice, sneaky opportunity in Week 9. You want more information like that and a whole lot of other fantasy goodness? Be sure to check us out on NFL Fantasy Live every single weekday. Packers lines, let's get you set. Green Bay trying to figure things out. Three and five this season, scoring just 18 points per game. That's good for 26th in the league. They get a Lions team in all kinds of trouble. One win, dead last in defense, just traded one of its best offensive players in TJ Hawkinson. Here's a head coach, Dan Campbell, on facing a pretty good quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. 
For us, it's going to be important like any other week, especially with a guy who knows how to work the pocket, can break contain. We have to discipline in our rush, pocket integrity, rush integrity. We have to push the pocket. You can't get greedy and start thinking inside that you're going to get one, man. Just do your job, push the pocket outside. We cannot rush by him. We, we have to close it in on him and, uh, you know, make him make a more difficult throw. Meanwhile, the Jags and Raiders, each with two wins apiece, hard to figure out both of these teams. Raiders just shut out for the first time since 2014. Jags, they've lost five straight, watching Trevor Lawrence just give the ball away nine times since week number four. His coach, Doug Peterson, facing the media today. Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, it's sort of like a three-headed monster. How much stress can that put on our defense? All three of them are great players. Um, a lot of production in the league and uh, you know then throwing Derek Carr you know um, yeah it can stress the defense you know because you gotta think about uh, you know resources on defense going where you're gonna put them you know and then who you're gonna try to take away so um, it's a challenge defensively and um, you know it's something that I, I know our guys are, are ready for. Mac Jones, meanwhile, second worst TD to interception ratio in the league. It's been a mixed bag for the Patriots, but Bill Belichick's defense gets a crack at Sam Ellinger, who's making his second career start after losing his debut against the Commanders last week. Here's Frank Reich. We're excited about the opportunity, and we know Belichick's the best ever, especially going up against young quarterbacks. Um, you know, it's got to take, it's a team effort, right? So. Um, they play very well defensively. They have a good scheme. They're very game week oriented. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna have a certain way that they're gonna do things, and um, you know, we, we got to be we have, we're going with the plan. But always against the Belichick team, you got to be ready to adapt as you go in game. Uh, Belichick guy, pretty good. All right, time for some fast facts. Bringing you facts that you're gonna get nowhere else. Fast fact for you. Here we go. Tom Brady. 99,836 career passing yards. In fact, Brady only needs 164 passing yards to become the first player in NFL history with 100,000 career passing yards. I don't need to be Cynthia Freeland to know that's highly likely going to happen, if not this weekend, very, very soon. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers has not recorded 300 yards passing in a single game this season, and in no game has he thrown for more than three touchdowns. It's the first time in his career that he hasn't hit either mark in the first eight games. In fact, Rodgers has not even eclipsed 260 yards passing this season. I know, you're surprised. I'm not alone. Fast fact here. All right, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, 1,688 combined receiving yards, each ranking the top four in individual receiving yards in 2022. In fact, the last teammate duo to finish a season in the top four in receiving yards, I actually thought it was Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce. It's not. Hall of Famers Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne in 2006 with the Colts, who ended up winning Super Bowl 41. Fast fact here, Austin Eckler. This dude's getting loved up here on NFL now. 53 scrimmage touchdowns as a Charger, fifth most in team history. In fact, I knew an LT thing was coming here. The only Chargers with more scrimmage touchdowns in history. Yeah, it's LT. Lance Allworth as well. Also got to include legendary tight end Antonio Gates, wide receiver Gary Garrison, who played 10 years with the Chargers from 1966 to 1976.
NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.